Sure, other stations promise outstanding content, but when it's time to deliver, they fall flat on their ridiculous faces. Enter LA Talk Radio, a cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk station that delivers totally original content without any commercials. Log on to latalkradio.com and get involved with the best talk radio station on the internet. LA Talk Radio, we say what we want. The morning show that's on your side. But then again, so is appendicitis. Get ready for the most popular morning show anywhere on the Internet. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Mia right here on L.A. Talk Radio. If you'd like to take part in the show today, give us a call at 323-203-0815. And now your program hosts... Sam and Mia. Good morning and welcome to Wednesday, December 4th. We are back on hump day. How about that? We're back and we're strong (laughs) as ever. Uh And uh, being December 4th, the first thing I want to do is wish my brother happy birthday. My brother Shy. And he's, uh, my brother Shy is not very shy, but he's, his name is Shy. (laughs) 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 And he's celebrating his 50th. So welcome to you. Oh, wow. Welcome to the 50s. It's all downhill from here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, some people in their 50s are telling me it's the best years of their lives. And uh, I I've, can tell I've you. I've heard about that. I can tell you I'm probably the happiest I've ever been right now. So I don't know if it has to do with the age or whatever. Oh, good for you. But yeah, it, I guess it depends when you achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know about that. But uh, I also have a, a special announcement I want to make that I'm excited about. It's not personal or anything, but it has to do with the radio. So in a few minutes, I'll, uh, I'll bring it up and stuff because I'm excited about it. Not the show either, so relax. <laughs> I'm not replacing co-hosts. <laughs> hey. hey. So, um, so how was your vacation? It was wonderful. It was? It was. Cool. Yes. You went I back. I ate so much food. Yes, I went back home to Chicago. Shot town. Mm-hmm. Get in touch with my gangster side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't, re- I didn't realize you had that side. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Nah. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It was, it was, uh, it was great. It was really nice, of course, to be yeah. with my family. Um, and also, I went to my very first bachelorette party. Really, the first one ever? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes, that was my very first bachelorette party. Wow. Yeah. How was it? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was like hilarious. It? Yeah. Like it's just like penises everywhere. <laughs> right. Not live ones though, right? You didn't have a stripper or anything or did you? I mean, they didn't have their pants off, but they we had some lovely muscular shirtless men okay, dancing up on us. I figured it was it's so cliche by now. You know? <laughs> it was exciting for me. I'm Let sure. me tell you. It was my first bachelorette party, okay? Oh god. <laughs> Penises everywhere. Oh, God. Yes. Man. Yes. We had like penis candy and, you know, yeah. penis necklaces and straws. Yeah, yeah that, that was my little uh, contribution. I brought penis straws for everybody. Oh, I see. Okay. And <laughs> so where did you get those? We were all drinking our drinks through uh, penis straws. Uh, Lover's Lane. They oh. have them in, in Chicago and they've got like this whole section of all like bachelorette stuff. Oh, it's bachelor. So, so it's yeah. not like you went to a sex toy store or anything. 
Well, it or is a sex you? toy store. Okay. Lover's Lane. All right. I, I mean, see. they have okay. like, That's you know, lingerie and stuff too. But they have like a whole section of like, you know, yeah. bachelorette goodies. I see. So okay. I just like went nuts. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my first one. I'm going to get all the kinds of oh, wow, paraphernalia man. I can find. <laughs> yeah. I think these days women try to be as much as men. I mean, as, as bad as men, you know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> But uh, it seems like a lot going on behind closed doors that we don't know about. But you know what? One of the places that we went to was yeah. called uh, Kit Kat, and mm-hmm. uh, we were actually uh, uh, we, that was in uh, that was in Boys Town, mm-hmm. and um, it was like oh my gosh, it was probably like one of the best transvestites I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like gorgeous. Really? I'm like oh my gosh, like that's really a dude. Uh-huh. Like I couldn't believe it. Really, I could not believe. Oh my gosh, like her, his, whatever's body was Mm. amazing. Wow. And just like the face, the like smooth skin, like like walking in heels and everything Mm -hmm. and the wigs, like I was just, I was just blown away, but it was amazing because they do like performances. Right. And then at one point, (laughs) at one point she's got like this big, like long, like gown on. Mm Mm-hmm. She straight up walks outside in the Chicago freezing cold mm-hmm. and walks out into the street. There's this taxi cab that's waiting at the at the light. There's like a stoplight. Right. And she walks up to the taxi cab and all of a sudden you see her like go like like put her hands like on like her dress and like rips it off and mm-hmm. turns around. All she's wearing is like pasties over her nipples <laughs> and like a little like star over her like whatever. Right. And like that was it like a little like thong really? thing in the back yes walking wow. outside so like the look on this taxi driver's face was just <laughs> priceless so like randomly see this like transvestite walk out and like completely <laughs> strip in front of him and then she like walks in you know back to uh, all while uh, listening to this song what was it that Royals song by Lord uh-huh. or whatever oh my gosh so funny <laughs> and she continues her performance inside the club wow. it was like what? This is crazy. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who does that? That's but true. it was very, very entertaining. It was cool. a very fun, fun Friday night. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad. And your family, everybody okay? And Yes. And you yeah. guys ate? And oh, my gosh. We cool. ate so much. And, you know, I cooked quite mm. a bit. Really? I'm, yeah. I'm oh, proud. Yeah. I, like, you know, stepped up a little more this year. It was like my mom and I doing, mm. you know, and my grandfather doing, like, basically all the cooking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we had eight different dishes, eight or nine different really? dishes. And yeah, how many people insane. were there to eat all that food? Um, Just, like, my family and mm. then, like, my aunt and uncle and okay. their kids. So and, like, yeah, so not... About ten people or so? Not that much, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Like, so yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was it was very nice getting in touch with you know people that you don't usually hear from and yeah. you know reconnecting because everybody texts each other like oh happy Thanksgiving yeah except for the ones that are like the mass texts like happy Thanksgiving everyone yeah it's I like know. okay That's... you can't make that a little bit more obvious yeah. like come on like no you are not getting a YouTube back because this was not personal at all <laughs> <laughs> no flight delays or anything. Uh, my flight was a little bit delayed coming back. We were already on the plane. Like, it was just a matter of, you know, waiting mm. to take off. That sucks. But that always, that always happens. Yeah. I know, because um, they expected a lot of delays last week, right before Thanksgiving. That's why I was Oh, yeah, asking. no, going there was fine. Yeah? It was, yeah, coming Good. back so was lucky. a little bit more difficult than going, but... Yeah. But, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was really great, really great time. Yeah. 
What about I you? Know, I, I don't know. You well, ended up uh, my back was... up in Bufu again yeah. and <laughs> with the chickens and the roosters. And Man, I got to tell you. Documenting their behavior. <laughs> I know. I got, that's exactly what we were sitting there and analyzing the chickens for hours, you know. Hours? Yeah, wow. for hours. Because, I mean, you can imagine, you know. I mean, you smoke, you smoke a couple of joints and stuff. And you really get into that stuff, you know. So, uh you know, so we sit there. I'm telling you, you can do soap opera on those chickens <laughs> <laughs> because there's like a whole group of them. There's two roosters, two cocks, right? Two cocks. Very erect cocks, by the way. They're very proud. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> a lot so, of talk of cock and penises on this show. Today. I know. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> it's that time of year, the holidays and stuff. You know, you get amorous. But at any rate, so we were watching these. So it's like a whole uh, uh, bunch of chickens and stuff. There's got to be like 10, 12 of them or something. Two roosters. And they just, all they do is eat and bang. You know, I mean, that's all they do all day. But the story, the big story is that there's like a renegade rooster there that sort of showed up showed up one day and he's not part of the group right mm, yeah i remember well, you telling me si- about this ever since i was there last time they still haven't let him into the group Aww. so you can't even feed him because they keep chasing him away all the time what? those roosters Poor so guy. you start really having feelings for them and you take sides and stuff and <laughs> i tell my friends i said you know what this is their program this is what they're programmed to do, do you, you have know? names for them they do i don't <laughs> but they call that one renegade well, you can tell. I mean, you can tell they're different. They not different not all the like, different chickens, but when you have like three roosters, you know, it's not hard to name them and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the chickens uh, are just all the bitches, and exactly, then the and they the roosters eat around. have names. Yeah, okay. and they just jump on them every you know every once in a while and stuff. And it's interesting, <laughs> but I couldn't get that on video because it happens so quickly. You know. Wow. But, yeah. So hit and uh, quit it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Quickies. Quickies and the chickens. Yeah, Quickies and the chickies. <laughs> they don't waste too much time, these chickens. Let me tell you, man. Wow. They've got a lot of work to do. You know what you need to do next time? You need to, like, film them and, like, somebody could do, like, a voiceover and, like, I know. Well, I did put a little clip thinking. of them eating. That's about it, though. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's just a small town called Paradise in Northern California. And it's out of nowhere. But they have nice, like, a couple acres. And it's all, like, forest and trees and deer and uh, anything mm-hmm. you can think about, you know. I mean, uh, blue jays and and um, and woodpeckers and everything, yeah. you know. I mean, it's just like uh, amazing, you know. So I had a lot of fun. Nice. And yeah, mainly actually... it was just being with friends, you know. Yeah. I really like being with good friends. Yeah. So that was that. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, because we were driving back from uh, Wisconsin, you know, because we went to the lake, mm. you know, the lake house to, you know, visit my, my grandma and stuff. Right. And uh, actually, you know, cause she, she lives up there. Uh, when we were driving back, actually, mm. a deer, like, ran right in front of our car. Wow. I mean, it was like... You know, I mean, it was crazy. Like, we just had to, like, slow down a little bit. But he just, like, came out of nowhere, right across the street. We're like, what? Deer! I know, I know. And they were uh, on the side of the road. And I was always in the dark. I was afraid they'd jump right in front of me, you know? Because mm-hmm. what, what are you going to do, you know? These are, like, curving, narrow roads and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But at any rate, uh, we have a very special guest waiting uh, right here. So I just wanted to make the announcement that, uh, well, this is exciting for me. I love music. And, um, you know, I love radio. Yeah. And uh, I started this whole station because I wanted to have my own talk show. 
mm-hmm. that I've always wanted to do. Well, another thing I've always wanted to do is have a music show. Yay. So uh, now that we can play any song we want on the station, uh, I decided I'm going to do a music show. Yes. And I'm thinking of doing it daily, actually, a da- yes. an hour before our show. So I'll have to get up early, but earlier... But I'm just thinking, you know, I'll sit here and hang out. I don't really have to talk, you know, just kind of introduce the songs, maybe talk, you know, a few seconds about each. Mm-hmm. And, but just play my music without having a program director telling you what people want to listen to and all that stuff. And we don't know. have to censor it. Yeah. We can say whatever we want. We can play whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. So by the time you come here, I'll be all like... Ready to go, you know. In the Are you morning. sure you're up for that? I mean, even as it is in I the know. mornings, you come in like I know. Oh, I'm so tired. Well, not anymore, Mia. I haven't been tired any. You know, I mean, it's been a couple months, I think, that I've had my. Oh, because you have your new routine. My new routine. You that's get right. Get up and have coffee time and <laughs> relax time first, and then you get ready. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I don't. You know. I don't know, but. I don't know if I'll be able to do it every day, but I want to. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing it every day. And uh, the only thing is the show can't get archived because we can't have music available for people to download. It can only be sh- streamed live. Right, yeah. So I'll replay. That's like, so know, for those who can't hear it in music. the morning, I'll replay it at night, like 9 p.m. or something, mm-hmm. you know. But... Um, but that's going to be some great music. I mean, I'm going to bring back a lot of the, the older... LA radio, you know, not, older, not meaning like the 60s and stuff, but more like the 80s. And uh, there was some great radio in LA during those times, you know. Now you get Kiss FM and, and Amp Radio and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, so that's my announcement. And if you guys are up to it, instead of the replay before our show every morning, we'll have some great music and you guys can get down with me. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> get down. <laughs> <laughs> Get down. All right. Then I play. I'll, I, I promise me I'll even play some music that you know. So on your way to work, you can listen. Yes. Yeah. No, seriously. We should like switch <laughs> off. Like We should have like you do it uh-huh. one day with like your people's music. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> I'll do it one day with like uh-huh. my people's music. And we okay. can like switch off. We'll have like different genres and stuff. Okay. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. This is All such right. a good idea. <laughs> I love music. And yeah. talking about lyrics, they get very, like, in-depth. Yeah. But wait that. a minute. I'm not including you in, in every show. You have to understand that. No, no, that. not every okay. show. We switch off. All right. I want to make sure off. I play oh, no, my I music. I don't want your music, like, coming in and cutting in on my music time. Oh, heck no. We are going to, like, like contract right, so, this stuff. So you can be a guest co-host sometimes. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I would make you get up an hour earlier. And the plus, there's not much to say. I just want to sit here and listen to my music and share it with the world. You know? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, so let's bring in Donna. We have Donna Hood in the studio. Welcome to the show, Donna. Get a little closer to the mic. Okay. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you for having me. For sure. And isn't she beautiful, though? Yeah. I mean, the red lipstick, cute. the blonde hair. And, I know. Uh, she looks like she's ready to like step on stage right now. I she's know. Ready right. right now. Stage know. ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we take it you're in, in the entertainment business and stuff. So tell us what it is that you do. I am a burlesque performer. I actually am a professional dancer 
um, all year round, but burlesque is what I really love and enjoy and have gotten more into over the past year. Wow. So what kind of dancing do you do other than burlesque? I do hip-hop, jazz, tap, ballet, everything. I grew up dancing. I've been dancing since I was about four years old. Really? And uh, yeah, the burlesque is something that has just come into my world about three and a half years ago moving into L.A. Oh, okay. Where are you from originally? I come all the way from Houston, Texas. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Wow, that's Texas cool. Girl. I know. <laughs> and uh, I was just, uh, oh, my friends are from Houston, the ones I went to see. Yes. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, so that's why Houston was brought up. That's why The it's, Paradise yeah, People? The Paradise People. <laughs> yeah. They used to be involved in the oil business, believe it or not. You know? oh. oh, yeah. yeah. There's that's a lot of that Texas, going on. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know. But you know, one thing I've noticed is almost invariably, all Texas girls are beautiful, you know? Oh, At thank least you. the ones that I've met. And uh, I don't know what it is, you know. And I think many times the uh, Texas girls also win, like Miss USA and stuff, you know. And uh, I used to notice that. I don't watch that show anymore. But uh, but it seems like that, you know. There's a certain look to it. So I don't know. It must be something in the water. It's definitely something in the water. In the water. <laughs> and everyone's very nice. I, I think that that's one thing that I love about going home to Texas is that uh-huh. everyone is so genuine and so sweet and they're the kind of people that if you have a flat tire on the side of the road, they're going to pull over and help you. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. And Houston is a pretty big city, too, right? It is big, yeah. Wow. They're Lots pretty competitive, parts. too. Like, I remember doing the Hooters pageant. Like, all the Texas girls, <laughs> yes, they all had, like, their matching, like, Texas-only, like, shirts. And oh, they're yeah? all, like, they all stuck together. I it was, like, a whole other clan of, like, <laughs> Texas girls in the pageant. Definitely had a lot of girls that did Hooters Hooters stuff, Hooters pageants, Hooters girls, really? everything. So yeah, Hooters is really big in Texas. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, everything's they even bigger had, like, in their Texas. Own separate like tour. We were doing the calendar tour, you know. Yep. And the, yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, did you have fun growing up there in Houston? I did. You had a good I, childhood. I had a great childhood. I never. I didn't have any. I don't have any bad family stories. My parents were always very supportive of my dancing and. I, they supported That's me great. all the way to here. So, do you have uh, siblings? I do. I have one brother. He's mm. 25. He just got married. Oh, so okay. That was that was really exciting. Congratulations. We got to travel to Dallas and see him get married, and that was really nice. Oh, he lives in Dallas now? Yes. And you folks are still in Houston? Yes. Oh, I see. Okay, so that's how it works. Everybody's all over the place. That's usually what happens. You know, families get scattered around the world. But you guys are not too far from each other. So no, no, not far at all. Yeah. Did you go back there for the, for Thanksgiving or anything? I or? didn't. I stayed in California, but I will definitely be there for Christmas. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Wow, how fun. And uh, so you grew up and so you started taking up dancing at four years old. I mean, is it something you wanted to do or did your uh, parents introduce you to it? My parents introduced me to it. And actually, what's the funny story about it is I hated it. Really? I hated dance class. I hated it. I did not want to go. I have a stomach ache. My foot hurts. My ankle wow. hurts. My, everything hurts. Is that because hurts. they made you do it in the beginning? Um, or they what? didn't make me do it. I think that they just saw that I had a lot of energy mm-hmm. and that I, every time music was playing, I, even as a little child, <laughs> I was just bouncing and moving around. And they thought, oh, she's, wow. she should be in dance. And so they put me in dance and... I didn't like it and uh-huh. I wanted to quit and my mother I remember her sitting me down and saying you're not a quitter 
Mm-hmm. Don't be a quitter. Just go all the way through to the end of the year to the recital, perform, and then if you hate it, we'll put you in something else. Wow. So I did it and as soon as the music came on and the crowd mm-hmm. started screaming and there was they brought me flowers and everything, I was hooked. <laughs> you loved it. You loved the attention. Yeah, yeah. I did. Wow. Yeah, I'll, I never, I'll, I'll never forget my first dance recital. <laughs> I was a dancing poodle. I was like yes. three years old <laughs> in a little like little ballet shoes uh-huh. and a little like poodle costume. <laughs> That's so funny. I was a puppy. Uh, I how much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> it's my first dance. Oh, man. That's cute. cute. Do you still have pictures of that? I do. I have pictures of everything. My mom yeah. is like, she still has my first pair of ballet shoes. So, really? Yeah. We've got wow. all that stuff home somewhere. <laughs> so at, at what point did you decide? Uh, I mean, at four years old, you're still a kid. You're, all, you're a baby, you know. And so you're starting taking baby steps and everything. At what point did you start taking direction in the, in the, music, in the dancing where you actually gave the input as far as to what you want to do? Um, I think it's when I got out of junior high into high school. I was really early into teaching dance. Mm-hmm. So I started teaching all through high school and then all through college. I, I just taught dance and then even after college taught dance right and so it was just something very big in houston there's not a lot of performance opportunity or at least there wasn't when i was living there because i know things have definitely changed right but um at that time teaching was where you really like made a living right so growing up i learned how to teach and where to teach and all those different things so then i started traveling and doing that but uh but yeah, yeah, I started really early age, like right into my freshman year of high school. I started giving direction in dance. Yeah. And in order to teach all that, you obviously have had to do a lot of dancing. Oh, yeah. So uh, what kind of dancing did you uh, get started with? I started with tap and ballet. Oh, really? Yeah. And I love you... tap dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Tap. I know. I wish there was more tap out there to do. I mean, there's not yeah. too many tap jobs out there, but man, when they come up, I'm all over that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so like old fashioned and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, it's previous generations I mean some young people don't even know what it is and that's what's yeah. so great is when you do have the training it's just something to really like it's it's great to go back to your roots and mm-hmm. really get into it so ballet and tap if anything ever comes up I'm just super psyched about doing really? it yeah so you still get gigs doing tap dancing sometimes? I not recently maybe in the last year mm. maybe one came up and then I had one or two ballet gigs come up but normally everything is jazz or Broadway hip-hop you know right the twerking nowadays <laughs> oh, God. So, you did, so you did the dancing through your jun- junior high and you started teaching at that point and stuff and uh so wh- what you were just uh, who were you teaching i was teaching children uh, yeah. uh, right off the bat just um because i was still fresh into high school so it wouldn't right. have made sense for me to really teach people that were older than me but right. uh i definitely taught children all the way through high school and once i got into my senior year of high school i was teaching the class that i was actually in oh really so yeah i was wow, mo- moved cool. up pretty quickly but i really love dance so mm-hmm. it just made sense for me to just spend all my time doing it and yeah. probably spent too much time doing it not enough time on my studies but yeah. that's okay yeah I suppose <laughs> look, yeah. Where I, look where I am now <laughs> yeah so now you were doing ballet as well yes okay and I wanted to I'm always wondering because they say it's like you kill your feet when you do ballet is that true you you do in a sense I think a lot of people when they go into doing point really like really heavily like New York City ballet or anything like that where you're just on 
on your feet all day long in those it's rigorous shoes. huh i could definitely see how that could really mess your feet up i did point for a long time but not enough to where it would screw my feet up because i just cannot i'm not okay with having ugly feet yeah <laughs> not, not only that but you want to be able to continue dancing yeah you, know? you gotta take and, care of your body it's your instrument so yeah. you gotta really take care of it and make sure you don't mess up your future so that's true now uh so you were dancing at school too while you were in school as well yes i did i went to school in kilgore texas about four hours uh east of houston Mm -hmm. and i was part of the kilgore rangerettes which is a uh high kick team Uh and i mean it's the cowboy hats and the cowboy boots (laughs) it's just full-on texas (laughs) (laughs) but uh but it was awesome and it really taught me a lot about you know how to be how to come into LA and be a professional and yeah. be on time and not have the typical dancer reputation where you're always late and you're not reliable and all of those things they taught me how to really be a professional and to kick all the way to my face numerous times <laughs> <laughs> nice so uh were you ma- were you making some extra money doing this i was not making any money i was no, on scholarship huh? then yeah. so that was all through school and uh as soon as i decided that i was going to move back to houston and uh not continue school i wanted to i wanted to dance and i just right. knew that i wanted to go to, to college to get a degree to teach dance and then i was like wait do I really need? Do I really need to do that? Because right. I mean, I was already making money and doing things dancing without the degree. So, I kind of went to my parents and said, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna go dance now." And they're like, "Well, you're cut off." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the end of that. <laughs> wow, wow. And oh, I'm totally getting distracted with Paul Walker. Sorry, oh. I, I'm gonna close this here. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, so you so you decided not to go to college then? Well, I went for two years and mm-hmm. got my just I guess your associates is what you call it, and right. I just but at uh, least you got your feet wet. Yeah, and, I did, and, and I that. I had a lot of plans, but you know life doesn't care about your plans, and my plans changed, and <laughs> I moved to Houston and started teaching and dancing and. How cool! How yeah. cool! So at least so you're doing what you love to do. I am doing what I love to do. I don't work a day in my life. Yeah. Well, that's that's true, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when we're here, we're not working either. Yeah, we know what that's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I think that's what's beautiful about LA is that you can do anything you want to do if you just keep pushing. Right. You can make a living doing it. So. That's true. Yeah. So, at what point uh, when you were in Texas did you decide I'm going to move to LA? I decided to move to LA because I was working at a dance studio called Planet Funk. Mm-hmm. And I actually was teaching class and running the office so I could make extra money during the day when the studio wasn't open. And uh, I got a phone call from Randy Jackson mm-hmm. asking to hold America's Best Dance Crew at our studio. They were going to hold auditions. And this is when it was really popular, like right after Jabberwockies had exited the show. Uh, mm-hmm. And I told my girlfriends, I called them immediately after I hung up the phone and I said, we've got to put a group together right now because they're coming next week. Uh-huh. And so uh, we put a group together, auditioned, made it all the way to LA and uh, filmed the show. And then once we were eliminated, I realized that I was going to get paid. To, I was getting paid really well to dance mm-hmm. and be on TV. And it was just the dream. Yeah. And so I thought, well, uh, Houston's not looking so hot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to yeah. save up some money. I got two jobs, bartended, cocktail, did whatever I could, and then moved to L.A. Very cool. Had you been here before? I had. I mean, I had only been to L.A. just to come at, like with a friend for like mm-hmm. a few days. And then I came for the filming of the show. 
But I then see. after that, I'd only been here twice. And then yeah, so but you knew you liked it, huh? I, I did. I really, I loved it right from the get-go. So yeah. I just came and I literally signed a lease, went back, packed my stuff, and came here within two weeks. So wow. I was I was ready to be here and start working. Nice. And how long have you been here now? I've been here three and a half years. Three and a half years. So you're an Angelino now. I, mean, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> you can call I it home. I feel like it's like the three-year mark. Like after you've been here three years, then I feel like, okay, like you're considered a little you bit You feel official. like you belong here. <laughs> For sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, when you first moved here, uh, moved here, you didn't have a job waiting or anything, No, right? I didn't. That's why I, was, uh, I, why I worked so hard before I got here because I wanted to save up enough money because as a dancer, you really don't know when your next job is coming or you don't know like when the next audition is going to happen or are you going to get it or are you not going to get it. It's just right. so unsure. So uh, when I got here, I just didn't really have any connections other than that one television show that I did. And so I just made my packets. I went to every mm. single dance agency and said, here's my stuff. This is what I've done. I know it's wow. not a lot, but let's make this work. And uh, the number one dance agency, block agency, called me back. And mm. I was really just like, oh, my gosh, you wow. can't believe it. So signed with them. And then right after that, started immediately working. Wow. And I've been so beyond blessed to stay busy. Yeah, for so. sure. Now, when you audition and stuff, do they, like, videotape you? And then oh, they, they my need, gosh. They need to see your dancing, obviously. There is so many different ways that they do these auditions these really? days. But let me tell you, it is the hardest thing you will ever do if you're an actor or a dancer or anything like that you know going into those auditions it is a nightmare Why? <laughs> because I think that sometimes it's a small room with like maybe five gentlemen sitting in front of you with a video camera and they're like so uh <laughs> Can you take your clothes off now and show us your bathing suit? Oh, my God. Yeah. super awkward. <laughs> and then there's the ones where they have a radio and they want you to dance, and the volume is all the way down. You can literally hear yourself breathing over the music, and it's just yeah. super awkward. Really? And then you've got the ones that are 500 people in line, and there's television cameras everywhere, and they teach you the dance super fast, and then they're like, okay, do it. Wow. Oh, God. I have these, I, I call them outer body experiences, where your body is doing something and you're above it going, ah, yeah, this is a disaster. <laughs> uh-huh. wow. This is not good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, so the so you you got a you got a your first gig through that uh, that agency. I did my first yeah. my first job was through uh, which was actually what got me started in burlesque was with Dita Von Tees. And, uh, who's that? We don't know. Dita Von Tees is a, is a no. world known burlesque you know performer. Yeah. Oh, really? International queen of burlesque, they like really? to call her, yes. Wow. So you train, you worked with her? I did. She, I like to say, and I, this is kind of just a reference I use, but she's like the Michael Jackson of burlesque. Really? Yeah, she's, she wow. is the tip Google top. Google her, Sam. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, I'm not into burlesque. If I, if I were, I would know After about today, it. After today, you might be. Exactly. <laughs> today, I'll know everything about it. So uh, go on. Yeah, I, I got a. What's funny is I had bought a book of mm-hmm. Dita Von Tees because I was sitting in a bookstore one day and I just saw this random book lying on the table face down and I flipped it over and I was like, wow, these costumes are so beautiful, these feather fans. And I wasn't into burlesque. I was in right. really in Houston. Hip hop is so popular. So really? this was like completely opposite of what I was doing. But then I was reading how she was into ballet and all these different things. I was like, wow, that's so cool how she kind of ties those things together. So then scratch all that, come to LA, the first job they offer me, they're like, would you like to submit for Dita Von Teese's tour? I was like, that's so weird. I just <laughs> bought her book a few months ago before moving here. Wow. So then I get here and uh, 
they call me and they're like, she wants to meet you right now. So I go to her studio where she was rehearsing. And honestly, they, they said, we know you're a great dancer, but we just want to sit down and talk to you. Really? And really get to know you. And so I oh. sat with them, with them for about an hour with her and um, three other people that she works with. And mm-hmm. they just asked me questions and yeah. just wanted to see if I w- wasn't a crazy person, basically. Yeah, exactly. Because and- <laughs> you're going to be on the road with them. They don't want somebody yeah. who's nuts. Yeah, exactly. You become like a worker or like a colleague or a co-worker yeah. or whatever. Exactly. And they want to make sure they can get along with you, you know, for because sure. you're going to be there for a while. Yeah. So did you guys go on tour? We did. We started off in L.A. working at the Roxy, doing shows there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then after that, moved on the road and moved yeah. to really big venues. And then we always start in L.A. and then move outward. I see. So, so but wait a minute. Let's go back. So, uh you never done burlesque before? No, I had never done it before really? at all. Zero. So they didn't mind that. They were willing to train you. Well, I when I what's cool about what I did was I wasn't actually performing burlesque in her show. I was a um, a stage, a choreographed stage hand, if you will. I see. Okay. So I did minimal choreography behind her, right. and then would do like she has like, extremely difficult like corsets to undo and. Things like that. So I was just a very fancy way of helping her get her clothes off, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, sure. So how many how many dancers were in the background? It was there? just me and one other girl. Her name's oh, really? Eric Holland. Yes. Wow. And did you guys have to wear those costumes as well? And stuff? Uh, we had separate ones. They weren't. They were nowhere near what Dita's were. But we were. They were beautiful. They were great for being behind someone and right. not taking the attention away from the performer. Right. So, but uh, th- this is for the first time you had to bear your body more than just the dancing, right? The, the burlesque burlesque is uh, striptease. So right. yeah, I mean, it was just, it was really cool because I had never been, I'd only seen like this burlesque movie with Christina Aguilera, which I'm sorry, I'm just going to go <laughs> high out and say it, that it's not burlesque. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just, um, I, I thought that's what it was because I honestly saw it and I didn't really know that much about it. And then once I got on the tour, I was really like a sponge. I just, was visually seeing all of these great burlesque performers, performers mm-hmm. that perform all over the world, not just Dita, but people that she hand-selected from all over the world would fly in and then we'd all go on tour together. And I would listen backstage to like what they do and where they perform and how they make their costumes. And uh-huh. I just really have to admit, I got obsessed with it. Wow. <laughs> and I just, I, I wanted to do it so badly that I, I was heavily involved in uh some burlesque groups that were here in LA just performing, um, you know, one-off gigs here and there. And, um, but it was never my direction or design and it was always someone else's ideas and someone else's costumes and things like that. And so what my goal was, was to come up with my own acts and my own costumes and Mm. start my own show. And right. that was something that seemed so far in the future until just recently. Wow. So um, that I got offered my own show here in downtown Los Angeles. So. Wow. Well, we'll get to that in just a minute. I, what I wanted to ask is, um, so, I mean, how did you approach this whole thing about taking off your clothes? I mean, I mean, you know, if you would have told me... <laughs> <laughs> Three years ago that I would be doing burlesque, I would have just told you to shut the really? hell up. No way. Really? Because it did scare me a little bit. But um, being a dancer, you're you're very aware of your body. And, you know, it, it, I just somehow, I guess, being around the burlesque dancing and seeing mm-hmm. the... It's not necessarily just about taking your clothes off. It's just 
something it's so empowering somehow right. a lot of the people in the audience are female too it's what's so crazy and so right. i think that they love the <clears throat> glamour and the costumes and all of those different things but the showing your body off is like honestly the last thing i'm thinking of when i'm mm, up there yeah yeah it's somehow you're... it just i'm not doing it because i like to show off my body and my mm. my parts even though they are sparkly and nice yes and they are there, if but, you do say so yourself yeah but I, I, I think that it's uh, I think it's so cool because it's just uh, it, burlesque is about your own direction and your design and what you make of it and it's cheeky and it's fun and or it can be super sexy and dark it's whatever you want to make it but I just kind of the taking your clothes off thing just mm. kind of went out the window I just stopped thinking about it I just, really so you focus on the dancing yeah though, just the more about the show and because and, I think when I go to a burlesque show and I'm watching someone I'm like yeah of course they're naked and that initial shock of them taking their bra off is right there with mm -hmm. the sparkly tassels and all of that and it's kind of naughty but somehow I'm not really looking at the naked body up there it's something mm. something takes me away from that Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing a bigger picture somehow. Right. So you stripped down to what? Pasties and pasties stuff? Pasties and a G-string, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. A, a sparkly one. <laughs> But yeah, well, it's I, pretty awesome. I need to start going to burlesque. Yeah, you. man, wow. you're missing out. I'm I telling know. you, you're going to well, leave a changed man today. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to uh, definitely catch your show. So um, tell us a little bit about how the show came uh, Uh, let's about. see. So I started performing and doing my own acts. I uh, wanted to start getting my stuff on tape and really putting myself out there. So I started contacting, all, honestly, anybody that had a venue with a stage or mm -hmm. uh, entertainment companies that hired out for performers, anything like that. I, uh, I just sent emails out to everybody. And then I started getting residencies in other places. Like one residency I have is in Houston, Texas with prohibition mm. and uh they are a burlesque venue they do dinner shows and it's all burlesque and oh, in the wow. vaudeville style so there's singers and there's fire eaters and live music and it's just such a beautiful venue and i just fell in love with that idea that they had really brought like true burlesque to the stage and i loved it because there's so there's so many watered down versions of burlesque right now i feel like and i feel like they stayed true to it and That's why I we ended up signing a contract with them, and I go back once a month, which actually works out awesome because my family's in Houston. So yeah, that's it true. It was such a blessing to get that. But once that happened, I had a friend that videoed my performance, mm -hmm. and I sent it out to anybody who would listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just sent it out to I sent on my computer for hours upon hours, just sending out emails to all kinds of different people, and then all of a sudden. One comes back and just says, I want to just meet you in person. Could mm. you just come down to my venue? And it just so happened that he has another cabaret show that's going on there um, called Blind Tiger. Mm. And I knew all about that because there's a lot of dancers that are from my agency that are involved in the show. So it's not like this venue was a complete out of left field. I'd heard about it. And so I go down there and I'm walking around and I'm thinking like, I'm just, I was just trying to find, you know, a show here and there and mm -hmm. like I'm gonna go here perform one night and then go to the next one you know because right. that's what I'm used to usually that's what the performances here are like and uh, he was just so in-depth about telling me how he sells tickets and all these things I'm like I don't know why he's telling me all this because <laughs> I wasn't really planning on talking about all this stuff and he's like well you know I just I've always wanted an authentic burlesque show mm -hmm. and I'm gonna give you your first production wow. and I kind of just my heart stopped for a second and I was like wait But, and then the first thing that fell out of my mouth was, I don't know if I have time for that. And he was like, really? <laughs> yeah, really. Really? You don't have time 
for your own show. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, after all, he's like, you, you know all kinds of amazingly talented people that are in the same genre as you. Uh, he's like, you're your own boss. Mm-hmm. He's like, honestly, he's like, what day is it? And he looks mm-hmm. down at his phone and he's like, you know, I'm going to give you two months. You've got, uh-huh. November 1st is your opening night. So I'll see you November 1st. I was like, uh, oh, wow. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little scary at first, but I had to put my big girl, my big girl knickers on and yeah, figure it obviously. out. And so I just, uh, it kind of, you know, one of the things he said was, you know, sometimes opportunities just fall in your lap and mm-hmm. you just got to kind of run with it. Cause somebody, he's like, I see something in you that you're obviously not seeing in yourself. Right. Right. So he was like, I'm going to push you to, to do this. And so, gosh, could I, I couldn't be more thankful for Craig cause wow. he really pushed me and I have him to thank. So, yeah, for sure. So, uh, so November 1st, what happened November 1st then? November 1st was the opening night. I, I have the show down at first and hope it's a supper club in downtown across from from the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Oh, okay. And you can go in and have a really nice dinner, and then you go into the theater around 9.30, and you sit down and you watch the show. It's a very like intimate, dark, smoky, speakeasy type theater. Wow. And so it's it works perfectly. The lighting's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. just incredible for burlesque, and it's perfect. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't have asked for a better place to be doing it. Right. But no, I mean, you, you were faced with... Uh, starting your own show and you didn't have that much time to prepare right you told oh me no in a couple it, months. And, and i'm telling you i have so much more respect for people who run their own business have their own shows have groups i mean my gosh like i uh, it was a lot all together but my boyfriend thankfully was very helpful with one of the major parts of it which was mm-hmm. the website and so i got the website up and uh-huh. started selling tickets and of course after i found the performers which i put out um on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of the social really? networks and said, look, I'm looking for burlesque performers. And so, you know, you get your really good ones and you get your not so good ones. Right. But out of those, I really found the creme de la creme in L.A., I wow, think. so. very nice. I mean, these ladies are extremely talented and not to mention very sexy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and how many, how many are there on the show? There are 10 performers right now. 10, 10 performers. performers. And, um, is that including you? That or? is including me. Oh, so wow. I, but I don't have 10 performers in each show. It's usually four performers other and then including myself so that makes five and then right. i have a host and a stage kitten a stage kitten stage, stage a that? stage kitten What's is someone that? who is very sexy and goes and very slowly picks up the clothes bends over to pick up everything oh, wow. to make sure everybody gets their sparkly things back at the end <laughs> of the see. show <laughs> 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 this is cool. So I can see how you can get into it. You I, know? Mean, it I mean, it is a riot. I think that anybody going into it, I've a lot of people that email me on the website, I've never been to a burlesque show before. This right. is my first time. And and when they leave, because like, I come out after the show and I chit-chat with everybody who kind of stays around. And everybody, even I, I know that there was a, a couple of people that I was like, oh, my gosh. They're going to see me with my clothes off. It's a little <laughs> awkward. They're already a little straight laced. I'm a little scared. And so I, when I came out, it was what was really the most rewarding part is going to that person that I really thought was going to judge me. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I came out and they were just like, I just had no idea that this is what this was. It's like every girl is different. Not every girl is completely like like Barbie doll skinny and in mm. shape. Like they're, they're all shapes and sizes and races and different things that in my show because not one not one person is the same and I think that that's what's so beautiful about burlesque is 
it does it's not about like the typical like you know nowadays we have to look like the magazine and your hair has to look like this and your body needs to look like this or you're not perfect it's not about that i think that burlesque is so great because anybody with that it's that confidence that brings you out there Mm. and it's that confidence that holds people's attention and what i think that i love about real burlesque is it's about the solo acts and it's about that one person being able to hold your attention That's for true. that long. And yeah. it's a very, very hard thing to do. Right. All it takes is that one moment of not being confident. And I can see it on your face. And then I, you lose it. The really? audience loses it. But that's what's so great about everybody that's in my show is that they all are just rock star performers. Wow. And they, they are just – and the ideas of their and their acts are just wild and out there. So Yeah. I mean, is there like a story or a, you, like a storyline or there a There is. I think that there is storylines in burlesque acts. I think that um, like one that I do, um, my newest one is a, my, called the Wedding Night Act. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was so cool is that nobody has done it. Mm. I, re- I What I like to do with my burlesque acts is go online – and research has someone done this because you don't want to come out I, I the last thing i want to do is come out and be doing something that someone else has already done now you can take ver- of course all those ideas are out there burlesque has been around for so long so a lot of things have been done but can you tweak it and can you make it slightly different and in your right. own way and uh the wedding night act was so cool because i had noticed that nobody had done anything like it so i went on to ebay and found this amazing wedding dress that i got for just a complete steal and it's Mm. a massive wedding dress and i've got the long (laughs) veil and the flowers and i come through the crowd and onto the stage and it's and i have a um a marital bed Mm. (laughs) so the bed is on the stage and so uh it's about like you know after the wedding and showing off the ring and you know, you know, it's kind of like the wedding night. You know, it's yeah. every girl dreams of getting married, but what does the mm-hmm. guy dream of? Yeah, <laughs> he's thinking about what's going to happen after. So burlesque is all about fantasy, and so yeah. I think that that was so cool as I got to reach that. I love the the dreaming of getting married, and then it's the guy's dream of getting the dress off, and right. so uh, I go all the way down to stripping the dress off, and then. I jump around in the bed. I'm all excited, and, and I rip open these pillows, and feathers go flying everywhere. It's just that it's a, it's wow. a very fun number. But yeah, I, th- I think that almost every single person has storylines in yeah. their in their acts. Now, um, do um, what was the question? Damn. Uh, okay, never mind. Let's think of something. Else. So uh, sometimes I so, wish I could just read your mind, Sam. I know sometimes I just like blank Be because like, I have so many questions and stuff, you know. And uh, oh, uh, so the, the outfits. Uh, you said you make your own. Everybody makes their own. I, or? you know, a lot. It's a combination. Like I started off making a lot of my own stuff, or mm. and I would, or I would go to like vintage stores or, or places, or even things that I somehow one of my dresses I had from high school mm. that somehow had a zipper on the side that made it very easy to remove and so i you know use that but i i would take i I make a lot of my pasties and like embellish a lot of my costumes but my costumes have gotten so intricate now that i have to have other people help me especially now that i have the show i don't have time to make it anymore as much as i love to do it you know like i would say have a glass of wine and do it but by the end i've had the whole bottle and i'm just (laughs) slurring over my pasties (laughs) But uh, but I I love making them, but I just I just don't have much time anymore. So yeah. I have to have people help me, and if I can, I do some of the embellishments. But that that would just be the rhinestoning, really. But 
Sounds good. These big costumes take people who are professionals because, I mean, especially yeah. if you don't make something right, uh-huh. that moment, if it does fit. not come off, people <laughs> are right there watching you struggle to get it off. <laughs> and that is not a happy moment for a burlesque performer when your corset or something is stuck and you're like, shit, you're going to get it off. So, yeah, I have to have someone help me to make sure that they come off really easy and effortless. So. Right. Awesome. So you've been doing this for a month now? It's been running for a month? The show has been running for a month. Tease If You Please has been, uh, it's been, it's been such a success so far. I, I really just, at the end of each show, we've had two shows. Both of them I've walked away going, my gosh, I, uh, I'm so lucky to have been in this position. Because I, I, one thing that I was super worried about is the second show. Because there's so much hype leading up to the first one. And right. everyone's excited. Right. You have opening night and then... <laughs> and then it's the second one. And then you're like, okay, I got to really push past this one. And once you get past the second one, I feel like that's when word really starts getting out and people start talking about it. So I was just so fortunate to have an amazing even second run. Mm. So I think that um, this, what's so cool about the show is this is one of the only burlesque, like authentic burlesque shows going on in Los Angeles. Mm. So I think that it's in a beautiful venue and it's, it's just I feel that it, it's different because you get an experience. You get to get dressed up and go out and have a fancy dinner and watch a sexy show and have amazing cocktails. It's just a whole experience. Yeah. It's not about just going to a bar and seeing some random girl just taking her clothes off. You know, it's, it's, right. just, it's, it's a whole experience. And I think that that's what separates it from everything else is exactly. that it's the whole experience. Exactly. Right. It's yeah. not just I mean, for the body also, parts and they stuff. They have yeah. a lot, you know, of other... I mean, they call it burlesque, but it's not really. Like at the W, you know, for Jazz Night. Yep. Like, oh, we have burlesque dancers. Like, <laughs> But they're not, not really taking burlesque. anything off or and they're not doing anything. And I think that that's what, what I'm so excited about, Tease If You Please, is that I'm getting to bring authentic burlesque to the table right. in LA and really mm-hmm. show everybody... This is where it came from. This is what it stemmed from. But we right. do use up to, like some of my girls use up to date music. Like you know they use rock and roll. Like Tanya Kay is one of the girls that I like. She was the first person I put into the show, and she's a phenomenal performer, actress. She's just incredible. But uh, I think that I think it's so cool because I, I get to bring the authentic side to it. But it's got the new twist on it. She mm. uses rock and roll music, and a couple of the girls use rock and roll. And then I kind of mix my stuff up. I really love um, uh, electronic music. Mm-hmm. So one of my songs is very sensual and sexy, but it's kind of dark and twisted. Mm. So it's got these like dubstep elements mixed into it which Mm. I think is pretty cool because for the new audience that loves that type of music I think they can really get into it but they I also love the classical burlesque music I'm a sucker for it I love it and I don't just love it because I'm doing it I really enjoy listening to it right because it makes me feel something it makes me want to do something so I use I use a lot of classical music but we do mix all types of music into the show so I think anybody that comes to the show can really just fall in love with it sounds great well Donna Hood uh, tease if you please uh, please give us the um, the website so the website can... is www.teaseifyouplease.com and uh, you can find out everything about the show the cast and everything else and you definitely want to catch us if you're in town because you're gorgeous and I'm sure the other ones are too they are and uh, it sounds like fun you know I've never been to a burlesque show I was invited a couple times and I thought, well, I don't know if I want to. But well, there's definitely I think one I'll on check Friday. It out. Oh, this Friday? There's one on Friday at 9.30 this Friday. So awesome. if you want to come, you're my uh, guest. Are they like weekly? <laughs> is it every week or something? It or? is every other Friday. This is actually our last show of the year. And 
then we start back up January 17th. And I then see. After that. But you can always check our website, and it has all of the dates that are up and coming. So if anything was to switch, all of the dates are right there in front of you. Sounds good. Okay, Donna, thank you so much for joining us. Thank You're definitely you so a lot much of fun. for having me. Of course, cool. for sure. Uh, Mia, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, and we'll, we'll see, see you tomorrow. You have been listening to Sam in the Morning with Mia, which airs every Monday through Friday from 10 to 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you have a question for the show or if you'd like to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please send an email along to sam at latalkradio.com. Sam in the Morning with Mia is a production of LA Talk Radio, where we say what we want.